Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are in the middle of, uh, <clears throat> well actually we're in between series. We've just ended the Ephesians material and in the, <clears throat> the, the podcast I put out after this episode, I'm going to start in on a series in the book of Genesis and we're going to sort of start wading through the texts and stories and um, the material that's there, especially in the early chapters of Genesis. So we're actually going to hang out in the first couple chapters of the book of Genesis talking about creation and uh, what God's doing and what's going on with it, the design that's there in the literature and, and how we understand it and that kind of thing um, in the episodes that follow. In this episode, though, we're back to the Q&A series. And uh, this question actually comes from my daughters. And it comes from uh, Lennox, my my second. She has been really interested in the sort of theological tension where we talk about God and we pray um, to the Father. And um, I've taught my girls uh, sort of a, a version of the, the Lord's Prayer that they uh, can repeat and understand to a point and I sort of taught them through it and and we say it together but um, you know we talk about our father in heaven and and we pray that way and and the girls sort of got a grip on that and then as we started talking about Jesus and as they've encountered the truth of the gospel at church and in some other places um, the 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 truth of Jesus as being fully God and fully human has come to the surface and Lennox is is asking a really pointed question in that, and that's, Daddy, how is, like, how does that work? And and, and I do my best to explain, and, and in a way that she can sort of get her head around, and, and she goes, yeah, I just, and it comes up again, and she ends up back in that place. How does that work? And she's trying to sort out this doctrine of the Trinity. And so I've laid it out for my girls in, in sim- simple terms, and in terms of church history, um, but that's really kind of what we're thinking through. And, and what I'm trying to do is, is help my girls understand the, the confession of faith that we make as Christians and what has been Orthodox Christian faith for 2,000 years regarding the Trinity uh, and the testimony of the Scripture regarding the person of Jesus Christ and the person of the Holy Spirit and the person of the Father and how there is one God and three persons and and that is um, that is a tough concept to get your head around, and it's one that I think even even when we just own the basic admission of the church for the last two thousand years, is still there's still part of it that sits in our head and it's just beyond us, and and it's because it's God. I think it, it some of that is always going to be beyond our ability to understand, comprehend, and articulate well. And so that's kind of where we're at. And as Lennox is pressed into this, man, how does it work? And how does that make sense? And how do I understand it? As Lennox is pressed into that, my, my wife and I have, have both had moments where we've admitted, yep, baby, I get it. Sometimes it's hard to understand. And um, this is what we believe. And so what I'm going to do in this short Q&A episode is just talk through the Christian confession and, and just sort of own the tension in it and avoid some of the things that get to be problematic 
and uh, mention those and just say, hey, these are things that we sort of pay attention to and that we need to pay attention to um, as we try and sort this out. So uh, first thing first, um, the Christian confession of God is that God is Trinity. Uh, God is one God and three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are all equal in origin, in power, in authority. They are um, co-eternal, uh, in infinite in both directions. And yet, um, God is one God is three persons. God is one God. One, and here's the, the word from history, from the history of the church. God is one essence. Three persons. So there is one divine nature, one divine essence, and there are three persons. And each of the three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is fully divine in the sense of the essence, in the sense of their being is fully God. There isn't a diminishing or a partialness or a dividing of the divine essence amongst the three. That's not what that is. The, there is one divine essence, one divine nature, and there are three persons. Um, <clears throat> Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And this really is about as far as we can go before things start to get into really slippery territory or really heretical territory. And so individuals have suggested that um, there's a kind of understanding of the Trinity that says really what we're looking at is one God who appears in three different sort of modes or manifestations or um, something like that. And that, that falls into what the church has said is, is not um, uh, it's not Orthodox Christian teaching. It's heretical. Um, that teaching is called modalism. And it's the, the doctrine that the, the persons of the Trinity that we see, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are really only just three modes or aspects of the divine revelation, but they're not... Uh, coexisting, co-eternal persons who are always there. It, it's, it's sort of like an, an individual who shows up and puts on a mask. Um, and that reduces, it, it emphasizes the oneness of, of God, but it denies the three persons. And that's been a problem since it started. Uh, and so we, we can't use any kind of analogy or metaphor or imagery or description that would reduce the one God in three persons down to one God who appears in three manifestations. That's not how that works. Uh, it's one God, three persons, and we see those distinct, not different, but those distinct persons doing specific things throughout. And so um, there are... Uh, consistent mentions in the scripture of uh, the father being the, the one who sets the will and the son being the one who accomplishes 
that will and the spirit being the one who relates it or applies it um, who who brings together um, in certain ways so we talk about that in an orthodox camp we can't say um, something is is sort of like modes of existence because that gets into that gets into modalism and so talking about things like an example of the states of matter uh, water is solid liquid and gas We're, we're in that modalistic sort of camp as we make that analogy. That analogy breaks down. Now, I understand what we're trying to do when we use those analogies. We're trying to take the complexity of the Trinitarian concept that exists in Christian theology, and we're trying to make it accessible in a way that makes sense in our heads. The problem is the, the existence of the Trinity as one God and three persons is never conditional on anything. It's always there it always exists that way it's eternal in both directions and so there is there's there's not certain conditions that have to be met for us to say that the sun is present and things like that that that's that's where the the analogy breaks down and i understand that the the intention behind trying to use these analogies and metaphors is to make it accessible and understandable um but really what we're talking about doesn't have human categories. And so the human categories we've put to it end up failing us at some point in time. And as they fail us, they lead us into a place where we end up admitting something that isn't necessarily orthodox Christian teaching on the doctrine of the Trinity, sometimes without necessarily realizing it. And so we can't talk about it's one pizza and three pieces that divides the divine essence. It's not what we're talking about. We, we can't talk about it as one God and three modes of existence. That's modalism. It doesn't work that way. We can't talk about that. We also can't say that the in 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 this idea of the, the divine nature being divine, we can't say something like Jesus is partially God in his incarnation and partially human in his incarnation. That's not how that works. He is fully God and fully man. Uh, Paul in the book of Romans says that Jesus Christ is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. Uh, John, in the text of the gospel, talks about the word of God who was with God and who is God. Now, being with God and being God are two separate statements, and they imply a distinction between the persons, but not a difference in the essence of the persons. And Jesus will say something similar when he's talking about the Holy Spirit and promising the Spirit to the disciples in John 14 and 16. He talks about another advocate. And the Greek word that he uses for another is one of the same kind, just not this one. And so Jesus is talking about the Spirit coming and being with the apostles and disciples and those who would follow Christ and have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. But what he's not saying is that they're going to get something that is different from Jesus. They're going to get the same divinity, the same divine presence, but in a distinct person from Jesus. And so they're going to get the distinct person of the Holy Spirit, but it's the same divine nature and essence. And that's where we're at. And so trying to explain this to my six-year-old is challenging. And so what I end up telling her is something to the effect of, baby, there, there's a point where we're not necessarily going to be able to understand it because we're talking about God. So here's what we believe, and here's what we confess. And I'll teach you everything I can up until that point where we start to get into places where 
the analogy breaks down or the vocabulary we use doesn't work or it starts to betray the confession that we've had for 2,000 years. That is, God is one essence, three persons. And that's really where we're at here. In his incarnation, Jesus Christ is that same fully divine person who is the Son, and he's fully human. And it's not a blending. It's not, it's not a mixture of the two. He is fully divine. He is fully human. It's not a, it's not a partial. He's fully God and he's fully human. And that's, and that's the confession that we make as it relates to this. It's a challenging confession. But Orthodox Christian teaching around the Trinity has maintained that teaching. So that's where we're at. I hope this is helpful in some sense. Um, it's a complicated question to answer. I, I hope and, and I pray that as, as we think about these things and as we pursue these questions, uh, we look to the scripture, we consider carefully what uh, God has provided us in Holy Scripture. Um, we listen well to the teachings and traditions of the church for the last 2,000 years. And we are mindful of the ways in which we go ahead and talk about and think about the one God, three persons, existence, that the Trinity and the doctrine of the Trinity maintains in Christian theology. As a practical note, this is part of why Christians talk about we pray to the Father in the name of the Son and in the power of the Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. One essence, three persons. Have a good day, guys. We'll talk soon when we're back together on the podcast.